Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Tonight's show is being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. And God bless you. As I always say, it's, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to uh, have this opportunity to present in this lecture from the origin of mankind. The reason I, I put it in so simple a form is because so many African-Americans don't understand that the origin of mankind is sub-Saharan, sub-Saharan Africa and uh, it's been hidden by not being taught in schools. It's hidden from us our DNA sequences, which have been known for many years uh, exactly where mankind originated from who are the original, uh, who is the original mankind. Uh, and everyone else came from a uh, 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 mutation, uh, came off of Africans. And it's time that we present it and also give the information necessary to do our research for ourselves. One would ponder the question, why during slavery and why during other times it was never uh, meant for blacks to learn to read. It was never for us to to do research and that we were limited even today on different uh, books and other things that they will put in uh, the neighborhoods of African-Americans. You can go further out. I've noticed the further you go out and, you get closer uh, to suburbia, the libraries get larger and you have more information. But when you come in the, in the city, you have, you have small libraries without that much information. And it's been hidden through books. Some books have yet to be published because of the different findings of different scientists that's re- relevant to uh, the intelligence of mankind, of humankind, how uh, mankind, uh, what makes man intelligent, mankind intelligent. And they found it out by different DNA sequences. And and I'll explain some of that to you later because we're going to deal with uh, Australopithecus. We're going to deal with Zenthanthropy. We're going to deal with genetics. And we're going to go into... Uh, breaking down some of these things about sequencing genetics and how it's made up. 
But then we, I'm going to uh, come, when I come together, I'm going to compile it with some, being me having a PhD in theology, I'm going to compile it with the biblical creation and the Garden of Eden, and I'm going to bring it in, and I'm going to make it relevant, a lot of things relevant. Uh, it's, it's imperative that we teach our children these things, and I will give you the information to look it up. And these uh, books and other resources that I'm studying are not just African-American, but these are white uh, Caucasians who know the truth, but it's, it, it's not taught in our public schools because then our children will have, our African-American kids will have this very high self-esteem because they will know who they are. They will know that they were very important builders and, 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 and mathematicians and scientists from the beginning and that everyone came from them and that they are not ignorant, they are not dumb as been portrayed by uh, people in the U.S. and in Europe and other places that African-Americans and Africans are dumb people in which they are maybe the smartest, not maybe, but genetically they are the smartest people, should be the smartest people in the world if given the right opportunity. So nonetheless, we're going to start off first with just the origin of man, and I will move swiftly into uh, a lesson that I want to be, I want to teach tonight, and we're going to go even further than that portion. But I've always started off where what we researched and found out where did man originate from, because this is something I want you to strongly keep this in your mind, and you could, the terms that I use, you could look them up and find out that this is nothing that uh, Dr. Kemp is making up, that I did my research, and I'm bringing it to those who are not doing the research, but I would always advise anyone to go back and study and don't take what a person say. Look the information up for yourself. The Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God that a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So uh, now when we go into it, I want to just start off by talking about the oldest fossils of human, of, of the human, of human beings, uh, uh, of, of mankind. And that goes back to the time of what they call Australopithecus. And under Australopithecus, you're going to find this African lady named Lucy, who they found uh, uh, these fossils, uh, fossils um, uh, about uh, different parts of a fossil skeletal remain that was found in 1974. And not simply because of her upending of her under of our understanding, not our upending of our understanding, the process of uh, evolution. Also, because this lady, she became a household name. Uh, they called her Lucy, the Australopithecus. Now they found her fossils in 1974 in the southern portion of Ethiopia, and they found it was. Uh, found by Don Johansson and, 
and Tom Gray. They were looking for some rocks, and they stumbled upon some fossil remains of a female. And in 1974, the Beatles from Britain had a record out what they called Lucy. So they named this fossil what they found, a hermit fossil, which was unknown. They named it Lucy. They named her Lucy. And when they did an analysis, they found out that this was a, a human, and she lived about 3.18 million years ago in Africa. We know that whites only showed up about 44,000 years ago in Europe. That's all. And then, which is really what people call today the cradle of civilization in Kenya, around Tanzania, you had another white scientist and uh, paleontologist and uh, studying who was Lewis Lee and his wife, Mary Douglas Leakey. In December of 1996, uh, the British paleontologist, he discovered the first fossil of proconsul skull. Now, now, when you talk about proconsul, let it be known that this is something they said, well, this was the transition, which I do not believe, uh, an extinct ape, which is is now believed the ancestor of a human. Now, I, I need to allude to this to you, that I don't believe that man evolved from a I, I never believed that because uh, you could have been having zoos for thousands and thousands of years. Never had a chimpanzee or gorilla or any other animal involve, evolved into a human. I know they talk about uh, amoebas, single-cell amoebas. Watch the shore. And after so long a period of time, they turn human, and that's not so. I don't believe in Darwin's theory of evolution. I, my firm belief is in uh, creationism. Now, I told you that they found uh, uh, Lewis and his wife, uh, Mary Lee, found some fossils, and they did human remains. But they also found that ape, but they also found human remains, they uh, call it uh, uh, a robust zanthropus. They found these skulls in what they call the old deep gorge in Tanzania. Now, these date back to over 2 million years ago, dealing with zanthropy. But now, when you're dealing with zanthropy, uh, you're talking about East Africa, around Tanzania, they found several archaeological and anthropological fossils were found of this, these ancient, what they call ancestors, which were apes. But then they found human remains. And if what didn't stop there, what they found over two million years ago, the people were intelligent enough to make weapons. Now, this was found while they was, were, were excavating at the O.D. Gorge in Africa in 1960. Now, uh, Professor Luke Leakey, his parents were of uh, uh, Britain, but 
Professor Leakey himself was born in Kenya. And, and so as we study that, we find out that mankind, the oldest fossils, when you're looking for the fossils of humankind, and no white uh, scientist or Caucasian or whatever will ever try to refute that life started in Africa. And they didn't start with light-skinned people. They started with dark-skinned people. And we're going to come, and I'm going to get, I'm going to allude to this because this is something that have been put on us like this is, you know, you didn't have those, those type of people that live in that spot. Now, when you start dealing with DNA of fossils and extracting DNA of fossils, they found the skeletal remains of a female. And uh, we could all trace, and they began to do, when they came up with the DNA. And, and I would like to submit to you that if we trace back the DNA in our maternal heritage, which is mitochondrial within our cells, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. And, and what I'm saying is every human being, most of your DNA, when you sequence it, is going to go back to your maternal uh, portion and mean by the female section of your DNA. Well, in the female section of your DNA, that's what your mitochondrial, your uh, paternal, uh, the DNA, which is paternal, uh, your mitochondrial DNA come from the, with the, of the female. Within the cell, all humans have theoretically the same common ancestor. This woman is known as mitochondria E. She lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first lady, and she was not the only lady, but she was the only surviving one that was able to pass on the DNA to her offspring. The others failed to pass on mitochondrial DNA. As a result to this now, listen at me closely, all human beings today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to mitochondria Eve, this black lady. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variations that we have today that we see in contemporary humans since Eve time. Different populations of humans we have, have drifted apart and genetically and formed distinct ethnic groups that we use today, but we all can trace it back it does not matter if you're from China. It doesn't matter Japan, Korea, America. Uh, it doesn't if you're from Europe, if you're from Eurasia. What I'm talking about around the rock, everyone can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to this black female in Africa, and then the paternal part is the natural DNA, and it comes through the male. And it came from Africa. The oldest part of that came from Africa, too. So it was two uh, black individuals. Now, uh, about 3,000, 3, 
3,015 years ago, excuse me now, I'm sorry about that, about 2,000, a little over 2,000, uh, well, 315 years, we don't put it that way. Uh, they found a man that died, he lived in Africa, but it was uh, 315 years before the birth of Christ. So uh, we're going to say that this man that lived in Africa about 315 years before the birth of Christ is the closest relative. Now, notice he's African, yet known to the humanity common to the female ancestry of mitochondria Eve. They know that the man was a fisherman by where they found him on the coastal areas of southern Africa, and he is the closest genetic match to Eve. They found him what they call St. Helen Bay in South Africa. Archaeologists, and the archaeologist's name, if you want to reference it, is, is, is Andrew Smith, and he, 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 he's, a, he's a professor at the University of Cape Town. Now, he was the first ancestor to human. Uh, when, we, when we do our study, our first uh, ancestor to human came from sub-Saharan Africa, known as the cradle of humanity, around the Old Deep Gorge, around Tanzania. It's right, sir. You know, it's it's right there uh, around Kenya, and you know we to have our DNA, you know, sequence because DNA works by sequences and it works by series. Now I'm going to get into the series, but before I go into the major part that I'm getting in, I'm getting close to it now. But many of us, because that, 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 that was dealing with anthropology, now we're going to go to the genetics. I just showed that everybody came from Africa. And this is not African-Americans or Africans saying this. This is Caucasians writing this, but they refuse to teach it in, in school because they don't want their kids to know where they really came from. They don't want the kids to say they are offspring of you are uh, a faded virgin uh, like this uh, elderly white lady that do things, talks on race. She said that they, she was no more than a faded virgin of an African-American. Now, when you, when you go off in the genetics, you first have to study the father of genetics is Gregor Mendel. He's known as the father of genetics. And the inheritance involved in passing on, and they deal with the passing on of discrete units of inheritance uh, or, or origins of genes from parent to offspring. And when you're dealing with that, you have to understand that these, these, these genes that were passed on, you're going to come in dominant or uh, recessive form. They're going to be dominant traits or uh, recessive traits. Now, when you begin to study it now, before you, we go any further, I'm going to just, just put it this way uh, when, and going into it. I want you to understand that out of Africa, when the people, when uh, the Africans begin to leave out of Africa was 7,000 years ago. And after the modern human established themselves in, in Africa, smaller population branched out to establish footholds in Asia. 
That was about 70,000 years ago. And then they moved east about 30,000 years later, which was about 40,000 years ago. They moved into Europe, and later on they migrated to the west over to in America, and they retail they reached America. But what what during this this migration, uh, they began to go through different formations, the color, the the uh, climate, and everything brought on different mutations. Now Mendel himself had three laws: the laws of independent assortment, the law of dominance, the law of segregation. It'll be like if you take so many green peas and put it with white beans, and you take them back and take so many or uh, 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 the green one out and you only leave the white, it produces the white. And so when they left and they left when uh, Caucasian, not where African left and they went through a mutation and they didn't have, they live where they call the dominant law deal with the, the dominant people who live in a certain area. That's why if you go to China, most of the people look like you'll find they're about the same color because they separated themselves. And the dominance came from the people that, that looked and dominated that area after going through a mutation. Then there was the law of segregation. When you just go to China, the Chinese look like the Chinese. The, uh, the Europeans are Caucasian, they're Caucasian. But if you go to Africa, all Africans were never black as tall, midnight. You could find Africans before they were ever breeding. Some had printed nose, some had wide nose. Some were very dark, some were brown skinned, some were light brown skinned. And their hair texture was even different. Now, one thing about mostly all your Africans, now you're going to laugh when I say this, African, the type hair we have, we don't, we don't have headlights like other races of people have because our hair is not that of an animal hair, and that's why they have headlights. You don't sunburn like other people do unless it's in your hand because you have the melanin and you are of the first group of people who God formed that can take this sunlight. Now, listen to what I'm about to talk to you. When you talk about segregation, you're talking about people segregating themselves in different countries, and that's why they look that way. Now, America is just simply a melting pot of so many different uh, different countries, and that's why we, everybody, you have, so I, I, don't, I mean, you're from Asia, you're from Africa, you're from Mexico, you're from Europe, you're just from all over, make up the American experience. Now, when Mendel did something, Mendel went back and Mendel began to do some study. Now, this is very imperative. This is very important. Mendel found out that black or brown was dominant, came from dominant genes. Brown eyes came from dominant genes. They found out that white folk uh, are Caucasian, their skin, because no melanin, they came from recessive genes. And when you're talking about a recessive gene, you're talking about when you say dominant, you're talking about superior. When you look up the word dominant, recessive means to have 
be of a lower form. Now, I, I want you to understand this, and I want you to understand this very well, what I'm about to, about, about to tell you. And if you think that it doesn't, you look up Mendel's law and look up Mendel, and Mendel says about the recessive gene, and he talks about the dominant. And they tell you since the origin of man came from dark people, that they are theoretically dominant. Uh, they call it the, the dominant genes for the skin color. And the brown eyes, the dominant. Blue eyes is recessive. That the, the white skin is of a, from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to picture something. You want to ask how white people got here. I've already told you people in Africa come from all different areas. You could get sequences from Africa, have all sorts of different sequences, meaning colors, and you could get some of every race from Africa. Now, watch, watch this. Okay, you could take two of the blackest people that they come, the darkest-skinned people came come from around the Sudan. You could take two people dark as midnight and come out with a white baby, an albino baby. You could take and and you could take two dominants and come up with a recessive, but you can't take two recessive and come up with a dominant. You can't take two white white uh, male and female and come up with a black baby, but you could do it and come up with a white baby with two blacks. See, you could get you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessive. That's why we have albino. And albino is, is, is just uh, a depletion of melanin. And we're going to get to that, too. It's, it deal with being, being a depletion of melanin. And I want you to understand this, since I'm talking about we going through right now with COVID, you're learning about mutations and, and variants and things like that. Now, if you want to understand what I'm talking about, about being a dominant, uh, you can look up that term dominant and the word recessive. But you want to say, well, how did we t- get different colors and end up in Europe? Okay, if you leave one color, now listen to what, what a mutation is. A mutation is a change of a structure of a gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations. It was passed down, that mutation. And they said it's called by the mutation, it's called by the alteration of a single base unit in DNA or deletion, insertion or rearrangement of a large section of genes. And so when you look at Caucasian, they have a deletion of uh, melanin. Melanin was no longer in them. And it talks about a rearrangement, a larger section of genes. A mutation, now Now listen to this closely, coming to the last part of the definition, it gets good. It says the mutation is, is ultimately the only way in which new variants enter the species, the human species. Why are there's a variety of us because of a mutation? You started in Africa looking like Africa, but when you live through depletions and deletion of different genes, you end up looking different. And they tell you straight when you talk about a mutation, that's the only way in which a variant can enter in a species. Now, when you look up that term variant, 
They say a variant is a form of version of something that differ in some respects from others, form of the same thing or form of a standard. It comes from the same black person, but they tell you that it, you come from that same virgin, you that same come from that same person, but there's something different in some respect from the other form of something or some form of a standard. And that standard is of a black person. But now, now let, let's get deep into this now, since, since we want to do this. I was doing some studying and I wanted to know, and when, when, when you guys get, get a, get an opportunity, I want you, uh, Dr. Uh, Edward Robinson, uh, he was talking about the hidden DNA discovery only found in black African people. And what we began to find about the world, they studied, and, and now I want you, and then this article was, was written by 15, it was 15 in 1996, and it was copyrighted. It was not published into a book because these white, 15 white scientists and geneticists, uh, anthropologists, they were anthropologists. They went in a study about different things about and they were going to test that DNA, the sequence, and the series about intelligence. Now, this thing was, like I say, it was copyrighted in 1996, but the reason it never was put into a book was because the experiment and the testing that they done didn't come out the way that they call it, uh, the American Association for the Advancement of Science and a DNA series of genes. And it's by, you know, they talk about uh, the guy who talks about it and, and give us the heads up on it and tells us it was never published is Dr. Edward Robinson. And, and Dr. Edward Robinson, he begins to break things down to us. When they begin to uh, uh, do this DNA sequence, they did it on animals, and after they did it on animals to find out, and they did this experiment to find out a measure of intelligence and find out which uh, nationality or group of people had the greatest possibility of being a genius. And if you want to if you want to look it up, now listen at me closely, if you want to look it up, is called a global pattern of this equilibrium. You could you could just look up the term. Uh, and what they came out with these fifteen scientists and, and wrote this 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 article when they were saying they went to test monkeys could they say monkeys was the closest thing that's to the human race. They took orangutan and the higher level of series C DNA go off of sequences. We all have the same sequences, but we don't have the same DNA series. The more the series, the more intelligent that animal or person is. When they did a orangutan, the orangutan had three series. Next, they tested gorillas. Gorillas were smarter than orangutan. 
they had four series. And after they test them, they tested the chimps who they said that's who we, who uh, uh, the human beings, well, the human race came, spun off of was chimpanzees. And again, I tell you, I don't believe that. When they test them, they were smarter than all of the other animals. They had five series. So then they went to Europe and other parts of the world, and they tested the whites, and they tested uh, whites in Europe. They tested Chinese, Japanese. They tested all in the other portions of the world, and they came out with six series. So the orangutan got three, the gorilla got four, the chimpanzee got five, and Caucasian or uh, light-skinned men had six. So they decided they were going to go to Africa and test people from South Africa, where most African-American uh, family, your origin started or there, and most of the slaves were shipped from right there in West Africa. So they went and tested the West Africans. And they were looking for them to be almost the same with a chimp. But when they came out, and I remember what they test for was series, and it measures, it's a measure of intelligence. The greater, the higher your, your sequence is, I mean your series is, the smarter you are. Possibility you be. When they tested Africans, Africans tested a nine. Three higher than a Caucasian. Possibilities of being a genius is much higher. They wanted to try to figure out why blacks could go all this over 400 plus years of slavery, Jim Crow and, and systemic racism, and still survive, beat, burn, and all these things, and, 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 and make it is because of your series and your DNA. You are the original man. Now, listen to that again. I told you just uh, just look it up, global pattern of disequilibrium, okay? It's time that we focus on it. Now, and the reason why I'm saying this, and if you don't understand what I'm trying to tell you, uh, just some recent inventions, everything that Africans, Americans in America have uh, when they allowed us to play football, we was the best dad, basketball, baseball, track, women basketball, every golf, tennis, everything they've allowed us to come in, we dominate. And they're not, not just, just athletics. They want to make tennis athletic. But, you know, fiber optic wiring that carried all these computers and carried the Internet and all this other stuff that you have, a black female invented that. The GPS you have in your car, global positioning system, that was invented by a, a black female. The cell phone that everybody had was invented by somebody black. The typewriter, the gas man. Females who did it. And now they just came out with the movie. It was back in 1969. That's like 52 years ago that it was done, and they did they did it without a computer. They showed the movie where they were doing the figuring on the board. 
So, so much of this stuff, the pyramids and them hotel, the father of science, math, engineering, trigonometry, geometry, all things algebra, it came from Africa. So they didn't want you under, they don't want you to understand this today that you, that DNA come in sequence and series. Series denote the intelligence of a person. That you have nine, the rest of the world, counting the Caucasians in Europe, have six. A chimpanzee have five, which he's just a little above a chimpanzee. A gorilla have four, and a orangutan have five. Now, if you think, uh, if you if 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 you want to know where you can get these things from, I can tell you where to find it from. Now, when you ever get a chance to. Uh, to look up uh, uh, this this lady, go to YouTube under uh, Sarah Tishkoff, T-I-S-H-K-O-F-T-Koff. She's the University of Pennsylvania, and it's part one, African Genomics, Human Evolution. Now, now when, when you start studying about genetics and about different things about mitochondria DNA, and I told you mitochondria DNA is uh, it comes from the inherited lineage from the female side, from a single female side, all your mitochondria DNA. Now, your nucleus DNA comes from both your, your parents, your mother and your father. That's why a man have, have, have X and Y chromosome, but a female have two two X chromosomes, but a man have an X and Y. That's why oftentimes I tell people that a man can never be a woman and a woman can never be a man because a man have an X and a Y chromosome and all females have two X chromosomes. See, I always say, some people laugh when I say say that a man can't be a woman. You can snip it, clip it, cut it up, tuck it under, but you still have X and Y chromosomes, not being sarcastic. And if you ever look at a cell, in that cell, you're going to find a cell nucleus. And then inside that nucleus, you're going to find your chromosome. On the outside of it, you're going to have cytoplasma that's floating around. But inside that cytoplasma, you're going to have your mitochondria DNA. And you have uh, about 22 some pairs of uh, sexual chromosomes. You have 1.4 billion bases and 22,000 genes. Now, it, 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 it's, it's some things that you need to be able to pick up. I, 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 I did I did a little study, and I wanted to say, since I always tell you, I like to deviate to the Bible since I was talking about man being created uh, in Africa. And some might say, well, that's not so because the Bible says if you're a Christian, the Bible says it's around a rock, but that's not true. Now, the Bible speaks of, uh, they say that the Garden of Eden was in a place where one river divided into four rivers. And they say, and the first river was called the Gion, and then that Gion, it is the land of Havilah, which is Cush, where there's Beldonium. Well, the word Havilah and Cush is Ethiopia. That's on the African continent. Although the continents were joined at that time, 
time because uh, in 1900 they put the Suez Canal and disjointed it for a smaller route to the uh, Indian Ocean and to India. Uh, and uh, then you have what they call the Pashon River. It says in the Bible, they said the Pashon River encompassed the land of Deja Budi, which is Somaliland. That's Somalia. All of that is Africa. All that is Africa. And we know that the Nile breaks off into two branches, really three, but two of the branches. You have the Blue Nile and the White Nile. Now, you also have a part that do that breaks off and run west is the Abba Banta River. But nonetheless, and some people say that now the word Euphrates and the Tigris River, I mean the Hedekio. And the Bible says the Euphrates and the Hedekio River. Well, first of all, it says how the Euphrates River uh, runs, and it runs more or less north and south. But it said that the Hedekio River ran east. Well, the Tigris River, which people are saying uh, is the Hedekio River, is not because it runs parallel with uh, the Euphrates. That's more north and south. So that 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 refused that. But the Bantu River that comes off of uh, the Nile do run. It it do run uh, uh, east and west. But now I want to tell you why that's that that's possible is because before the Great Deluge, when they talk about the garden, the garden will be in Genesis, the second chapter. The Great Flood didn't happen until about seven or eight, about chapter eight, I think. And that's when Noah and the Great Flood occurred. And then the, all the, the land masses was together. And after the flood, they made many more great large bodies of water. And I, I, it is my uh, opinion and my thesis uh, that the land masses were together. We know that in 1900 that they did build a Suez Canal that that departed, that broke Africa away from Asia Minor. Uh, now, even so with that, and also that this is a, my opinion, if that there's something called the Garden of Eden, and they had every insect and every living creature. They would had to had come, had to be in Africa too, because just being in Iraq and that part is too small area, is too small. And the Bible talks about lions and and it talks about bears, it talks about uh what David talks about, it talks about leopards and it talks about about, about uh, cheetahs, it talks about crocodilians and other animals and it talks about all these animals that, that some of that's mainly indigenous to Africa. So we know, we we pretty much know exactly where the garden was located, and the Bible do tell us. Now, some people say, well, uh, Dr. Kemp, you were saying about Australopithecus was 3.18 million years. Well, and the Bible is uh, say creation was only uh, six hundred. Uh, th- 606,000 years. Well, the Bible doesn't say. The Bible says in the beginning God created. We try to put a time frame, and we're so smart that we try to get God uh, what we think that it should be. Now, 
Uh, I, I want to just go on and say that uh, it's been said that also that we I want to refute something else. And they talk about during the time of, I've just told you that, that about um, the Bible talks about one day as being like a thousand in the Lord and different things like that. Now, I want to refute this, and that this is something that as African Americans, we need to know this. We really, really need to know this. Now, that that though, during the time of Christ and before Christ, there were no whites in that part of the country. They have made every prophet, the whites have made, where the Europeans have made every prophet white. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob white. They have made. Uh, uh, they made every disciple, every angel, Jesus white, and none of them was ever white. So it's time that that sometime I see, and I I I, I go to uh, Facebook and I look, and sometimes I see this this white guy stand up there and say, "If you love Jesus," with this white guy standing there, say Amen. And I never will say Amen. I might I might make a comment. Jesus was never white because they would never say amen if you would put a black image there. No, tell the truth. He was never white. You dealing with white supremacy. Everything good is white, and it's time that we put an end to it. Now, we need to understand that, 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 that and the term shouldn't be Jew. The term should be Israelite and you have Shem, Ham, and Japheth. I need to tell you this. Go back to the 10th or 11th chapter, you're going to find Japheth left out of the Bible, which is the Caucasian race, left out the Bible around the 11th chapter of Genesis and did not return until about 2,000 later, years later. So he really had no part in the majority of the Old Testament with the prophets and Moses and um I'm gonna I'm gonna read you something because I want you to, to get this in your head. Now, you'll find this when you go to a Bible dictionary. Look, go to Zondervan. You have opportunity to do this with your with your with your uh, telephone, your laptop, your tablet, or whatever. Look up Zondervan uh, dictionary definition of ham. And this is what you're going to find, and it's very intriguing. The youngest son of Noah, born probably about 96 years before the flood, and was one of eight persons to live through the flood. He was the progenitor of the dark race. And they talk about the progenitor mean the father. He is, he made all the dark race, which is Ethiopia which is Egypt, which is Libya, and the Canaan. That's the Holy Land. But now it says not of the Negroes, whether he's the father of all the African race. Why is not the father of the Negroes? You, you, you're going to have to ask yourself that question because there's only one other person left, and that's Shem. And that is what the Hebrew people came off of. And if you go by all... The other historians did tell you that Hebrew people were taken for they were to be African. Now, this dictionary called them Negroes. 
And we wouldn't come in. I remember when I was growing up, we said, I'm not the N-word. I'm a Negro. When I get to be the N-word, I'll let you know. And uh, uh, whites have always called us Negroes, and we didn't understand why they call you Negroes. But if you read Zondervan Carl Bible Dictionary, it'll tell you. Also, I want you to understand the term white didn't come out until 1680 in America. You were the European. It was only the white supremacy people in America came up, called themselves white, not in Europe. Now, I've heard people go around saying that blacks were cursed to be black, but I submit to you, you can never find that nowhere in your Bible, not from the first of Genesis through the 21st of uh, chapter of the book of Revelation is not in there. But you can find where they say a race of people were cursed to be white. While we're on that, and if you want to find it, you you go to Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the twenty seventh verse, it talks about the curse of Nam. And uh, if you ever heard the stir about it is when they had brought uh Nam to uh, to talk to the prophet Elijah, and he told him that to dip in the Jordan River those seven times. Well, and he'll be healed from leprosy. Now, this is stuff that the people been saying black were cursed, and this is was propagated by some demagogue in 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 Europe who lied and. And, and said these things uh, to make themselves and to make blacks feel inferior, and we're not reading. We go around and say that we are uh, created as a sin and God punishing us to be black, but that's not so. That you can find a person with curse to be white in Second Kings, the fifth chapter in the 27th verse, where when, when, when Naaman, uh, he wanted to be healed, and Elijah healed him. Elijah, Elisha, uh, healed him. Uh, he, he he promised that he would give him garment and all kind of different silver and garments for the healing. But the prophet said he didn't want any of that. But now, Elijah, servant standing there, and he hear everything that's going on, and he waited until... Naaman left in his chariot, headed back to where he lived. And he run behind him. He catches up with him. And he lies on the prophet and tell him that the prophet said he wanted the garment. Well, when he lied and said the prophet wanted the garment, he would curse. That was Elisha. He would curse. And the Bible talks about that God cursed him, and they called the curse of Naaman. He said, the curse of, he said, the curse of Naaman, he said, leprosy will cling to you, and to, he talking about Jehovah, and to all your descendants forever. And they say, and Jehovah went from Elijah's presence, his skin was leper white. He had become white as snow. 
Now, they didn't say he had leprosy, but he went out with as a white person. That's why they say a curse was cursed to be white. And notice what they say in that thing. They said that he would be he would be cursed to be that, and all of his descendants would be white. They say his descendants, not for a period of time. They say with the the that part was clean to you and your descendants forever. Now, now that 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 that's something that you need to know. And oftentimes we were told, uh, lied to, that we were never sailors and and anything like this. You know, we were lied to. Columbus discovered America, but I want you to look. I want you to to look this up. They have what they call in 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 in, in, in Mesoamerica around Mexico. They it have what you call the Omic people. Now the Olmec people, uh, some say that uh, they say they found and traced them back the 1200 BC, that 1200 BCE, and that 1200 years before the advent advent of Christ. And but they were seeing these Olmec uh, heads, this colossal head, and some of them nine feet, some of them big old boulders that were up to 14 feet tall. And they were statues of African heads, big old nose, big lips, and you see if you ever ever just Google it, Omec, Omec, colossal heads. Well, basal bowlers, excuse me, a bad connection. Uh, and if you go that these uh, Omec people, you'll find out were were African. And the Omec people, they had civilization in ancient Meso. African, I mean Mesoamerican, I'm sorry. Some are in different places in Mexico, like Levanto, San Lorenz, Tabasco, Veracruz. There are 17 heads have been found to this date. Ten of them are in San Lorenz and four of them in Leventos. And they even have some in the Andes Mountains. And so blacks have been I've been been sea seagoing people for many years. You could see for way back before whites ever came anywhere near, they were not sailing. But the Egyptian and you find out if you do the study on on the Egyptians and don't allow people in Britain and America, Europeans to whitewash it. They've been traveling uh to the Americas and other places by ship for many, many years. Many, many years they've been traveling. And they are ship-going people. I, I've heard people say, well, you don't have to worry about blacks. Blacks are not swimmers. Where do you get that from? Black dead, they, if you ever go to Africa, they live along the Nile River. They live along the Atlantic Ocean. They live along the uh, Indian Ocean. They fish it. They could swim. They just don't have the swimming pool pools, and they have. They're not used to getting into the diving and the different things like that because that's not part of their culture. But 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 as far as what people are saying, no, we we need to stop allowing them to say things. And I want you I want you to understand this because so many of us, and I'm going to make this statement 
uh, so many of us today are confused about whites controlling the world. There are people that are just absolutely evil. They don't want to teach critical history because then they will have to tell the children that therefore their ancestors were evil people and came to America and then put and did a genocide on the indigenous people of America, killed them, raped them, burned them, their villages, and took the land from them. And then they'd have to admit to them that they came to the coast of Africa and they kidnapped people, raped them, burned them, lynched them, worked them from sunup to sundown, that they did not build America, that America was financed and built on slave labor. And they'd have to admit, and you could do this yourself, 16, 17, and 1800, 60% of America's exports came from the South. Sugar, the top one was cotton. The next is sugar, tobacco, indigo. That's where the money was made. Some uh, cities and towns and places in the northern parts of America say they didn't have any part to do with it. Yes, you did. They said because they had factories. Their factories were textile factories. And in textile, making textile, you need cotton. The farmers had to borrow money from northern banks. They had to insure their slaves from up there and up north. So everybody played. And the revenue came for everyone from slavery. So we, we need to get that off of there. And I want to tell you something. This may sound strange to each and every one. Do you know uh, that Caucasians or European, white Europeans people only make up 11.5% of the world population? They're one of the smallest population of people in the world. Now, now listen to what I'm saying. It's only 850 million whites in a world of 7.5 to 7.9 billion people. Did you understand that? Now, on the continent of Africa, Africa by itself have about just just on the continent of Africa, that about 1.3 billion people. I think it's 1.355 because India is just a little higher. And it would surpass India and be up with China if you would come back and say that there's about about 48 million in the Caribbean and the Caribbean. You got another something almost 48 million in America. You got 1 million uh, uh, African-Americans in, of African descent in Canada. You got 1.5 million in Mexico. You got 15 million in Brazil. You got 400, no, you have 144 a million in, in over 144 million in, in, in Brazil. You have 400,000 in, in uh, Australia. You have 149 in, in Argentina. And you have 8 million, and from 8 to 11 million in Europe. When you add all those together, completed with the 1.3.55 billion already in Africa, you could all right surpass uh, 
uh, India and be right up there with China and with the largest population. But the only difference in us, you're looking at populations of people and other races that are not violent and are not doing what, what others have been done. So when we, we come about, I want us to look at that about the intelligence because I want you to, to deal with those things because uh, you've been told that you, you're dumb and you're told that the white scientists have tried to prove you're being dumb. And that's why that the things I told you, was not, it, it, it's been copyrighted. It hasn't been put in a book. And that's why I was trying to get you guys to look it up. It's called Hidden DNA Discovery, only found in black, uh, black African people. And you can look you look that up first. You can YouTube it. Then you go back, and after you finish that, you find out this white lady. Her name is Sarah Tishkoff, and it's called African Genomics Human Evolution. And she will break it down to you. There's so many folk that's uh, dealing with that global pattern of this equilibrium and they tell you just how many series that blacks have and they let you know they know but they're not going to publish it in a book because then people are going to be buying the book and our children enough of us will read that story and not story about about that about those different uh uh things that they came up with studies they came up with and it will tell them that everything have been lies they said that our Scores are smaller, and and our brain is not. We can't outthink uh, our whites because uh, who they are, their scores, their head is bigger and their brain are bigger. That has nothing to do. An elephant have a larger brain than a human, but they don't outthink each other. They don't other than outthink them. So it, it it doesn't line up. Also, when you when you're dealing with with theology. I want you to understand when you get a chance to read a book. Is this book is called From Hebrew to Negro, from Negro to Hebrew, or from Hebrew to Negro? That's a great book to read. But I want you to, to, to also, uh, you get a, a opportunity. I want you to, to just look this up. Uh, you could Google it, and you look up for. Uh, President Gamal Abdel Nasser's speech in 1952. Uh, President Gamal Abdel Nasser, uh, he was the second president of the United Arab Republic of Egypt. He was the president before Anwar Sadat. Now, what he did, he, 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 he said this in 1952. In 1948, they moved these whites that claim to be uh, Jews, which they are not. The Bible says there are people who say they are Jews but are not. Well, they moved them over there and gave them a land. Well, this is what the Egyptians said to to the Americans, the French, to the Germans, to uh, to uh, to the Russian those that gave the land to them, uh, gave the land that land, the Holy Land, to them. Which which was Palestinian land. Now this is what the, his what he said. Now you can look this up. Gamma Abdel Nasser, he speaks. He say, 
European claiming to be Jews are no more than Hebrew-speaking Gentiles. We refuse to accept you. How can a man leave black and come back white? We will not accept you. In essence, he said, the original Hebrews, the Jews, left were black people. Now you move white people into the land where they were. And that's all they said. They know the story. You know, they know the story. And oftentimes you hear me say, even on this program, that I don't believe America is a, a Christian nation because of uh, all the hate that's being spewed. You elect a president that's a total bigot, uh, uh, a demagogue, and uh you say that we're racist, and then all these big-time white evangelicals who I, I, I don't care even to turn the television and make me want to throw up when I, when I, I just make me want to gag when I even hit them on television, lying that they believe in the Lord and, 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 and get that and propagate and talk about uh, abortion rights, but this but blacks being being gunned down in the streets and they never open their mouth. Blacks making seven seven dollars and twenty five cent an hour, barely making it. Like they don't open their mouth. You supposed to love. You say love you one another, but I love you. So it's so much more that we could go into. But I just want to do some things to open our eyes and for us to begin to think about all this information I'm giving you. I'm showing you that they know you, you're more intelligent than them. They know everything that they have allowed you to, to, to participate. And they tried to keep you out of everything because they know that you would uh, uh, understand that you were smarter. You know, I, I'm, I'm reminded of the fact ever so often, uh, my favorite first lady, Michelle Obama, she made a statement. And I'm going to make two statements, and I'm going to open the line. Michelle Obama made a statement. And in that statement when Michelle Obama said, she never thought that two black people would be living in the White House that slaves built. If she did not know what she was talking about, they would have found uh, some information saying no slave didn't build it. It was built by these white contract construction people, but it didn't. They know that uh, even the layout of Washington came from the black man. They know you've never been dumb, brothers and sisters. You've never been dumb. And those who are Caucasian who are listening in, I'm not downing you in any form of fashion. Just the truth has to be told. Because your ancestors have lied to you and hid things from you for just too long. The books that I quoted came from were Caucasian. You could look at Strobos and Cetus and so many uh, uh, Roman and, and Greek historians and they tell you that, that, that the children of Israel or the Hebrews have always been noted to be of African descent. They know it. All the people that were over there, they know it. They say it, but yet you bring a bunch of white people and put over there and call them the chosen people of God. No, you're not. And so 
it's time that we start studying. And also, I want I want you to uh, the next time you're told that uh, whenever you're told that the uh, people rioted, the people that they riot, and also not just the riot, looting, and uh, burning. Take what John Lewis told the people. He told the people John Lewis made this statement, and in this statement that John Lewis made to the people, John Lewis said he did not believe in burning, looting, and rioting. He didn't believe in it. But he said if there was no uh, injustices done, and what he was saying, if there were no injustices done, then there wouldn't be no looting and rioting. If they wasn't killing us, if they were giving or treating us fair silver matter, there would not be any looting or burning. So these are the things that we need to put together. This is what you have to study. And, and, and we need to understand this when some Caucasian tell us about the looting. There never have been looting and burning until you kill us, until you have some kind of civil uprising against us until we try to get you to do something. And let them know from now on, if they ever tell you that uh, it takes time, well, hell, over 155 years just for you to say you're going to treat me fair and you're going to teach the truth, something is wrong with your math because it don't take long for a person to learn to treat a person like they are human. God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, Dr. Kim. Thank you for a power show. want to apologize to you and all the listeners out there that were tuned in for the uh, uh, technical difficulties that we went through with that brief pause in the show. So uh, please forgive me for that. Uh, Dr. Kim, I'd like to open the lines, but uh, a lot of the callers have already hung up because they lost us and they didn't call back in, some of them. So I just want to send out our apology for that. Uh, Okay, sir, go ahead. Do we have any callers? Everyone has up there. Well, we have we have some callers on still. Uh, the line is open for them if they'd like to ask you any questions. So God bless you. Thank you for uh, hanging in here with us. Uh, the line is open if you'd like to ask Dr. Kemp a question or speak to him about anything. Thank you very much for yes. that. Go ahead, Pastor. I just would like to take the time to thank each and every one, just say thank you to each and every one who who tuned in tonight and pray that it was something that was said within this uh, history talk, breaking change history talk that gave us more knowledge, not just of self, but of the world in whole and the origin of mankind and why... You know, why we uh, look different and we learn about the variants and and we learned about mutations. We learned about the the different types of DNA, about what your DNA, how it works in series, about your intellectual abilities. It's, It's a lot to what's going on and why it's going on. And... It's it's something that we were not allowed to read. I'm talking about right now African Americans, 
never wanted us to learn to read. Then when you learn to read and if you love to read and you begin to look things up and find out who you are and where you came from, you begin to know why this, because uh, uh, God doesn't believe in race. It's only one race. It's the human race. But why people try to set, you know, set themselves apart by race. Race never was in the formula. Either the continent you came in was in the formula, like if you was from Russia, you were the Russian. If you were from China, you were from China, you were the Chinese. Uh, Japan or Japanese. If you were Korean, uh, you go from uh, uh, Hawaii, you're Hawaiian. Only in America, uh, they're white. Now, they call the people in Europe, they say they, they're European. They're from Europe, they're European. Uh, they don't go and say the way that this uh, white supremacy has been operating since 1681. That's when they first called themselves white in uh, America it was uh, 1681. It's so much to that, uh, to it. That you would not believe how how that how does that work, um, and uh, biblically uh, it would be impossible for Christ to uh, to 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 be Caucasian because uh, whites didn't come from that part, and Christ wasn't white. But all the stuff that we've been taught have been nothing but in America, nothing but lies. And that's and that that's what we're looking at even to this very day. Nothing but lies. And so, I, what I've done, I, I I like to read, and I've done my homework. And and if it's just dealing with anthropology, and 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 and, and I I I, um, I like to study it. If it's dealing with the gene, uh, excuse me, DNA or genomics, I like to look into that. Uh, and these different scholars are that, and they, the scholars are, are Caucasian, or <laughs> what, 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 a European, or a white, whatever they would like to call themselves, and they are the ones, the very ones who made uh, this to be the way it is today, and so many of them hide the different things that they know about it because they don't want it to get out who they are. I'm before, and I'm about to wind it down. I've uh, seen a white catfish before, and they call it albino catfish. I've seen a white alligator. It was albino alligator. I've seen a white tiger, and it's an albino tiger. I've seen so. so whenever you find something that come up white, they call it an albino. But why? Why Caucasians are not called albino? Know that 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 why that they're not called albinos. So it, it's it's some um, that they know why they won't because that was they know that that's a variant uh, uh, under form. So they know who they know that they are because they're the same thing with the uh, the people that the black albino. They they just don't have. Uh, uh, they just don't have melanin. This is depletion of melanin, melanin, and so it, it, it's a lot to it. But um, again, I appreciate those who tuned in, and again, I pray it was something said, something done that gave you more knowledge. And again, I would like to thank um, 
Pastor William for uh, putting on this uh, radio show, uh, Breaking Change History Talk, uh, because it's 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 his genius. Him being a genius, he wanted to uh, learn um, African Americans about themselves, and uh, he know the importance of just us knowing who we are. That's been hidden from us, hidden from us for so long. Uh, and he put together these different ministries. And I want to say uh, I love everyone, but I only tell the truth. The reason I talk about blacks is not because I hate whites. I don't hate anyone. But it's just the fact that for so many years, Europeans have lied. The Eurocentric, everything is Eurocentric. Everything is white in the Bible. That's Eurocentric. Whites were, were not even in that part of uh, of the country at that time in the phone in that continent. So, I mean, uh, so it's time that we open it up and unveil it and tell the truth. And they know that you're telling the truth. And they don't like to hear you tell the truth because they've lied for so many years. But nonetheless, God bless each and every one of you. And uh, I'm going to go ahead on and ask, uh, do we have our... Uh, we, uh, do we have anything in history or uh, uh, our, our what you call them tip health tips tonight? Yes, sir, Pastor. We do. Um, I, I think our history was covered uh, with you. You you went deep into the history, uh, so we could definitely uh, uh, study off our history we got from you tonight. But our health tip: we got to make sure everybody uh, drink plenty of water, at least a half a gallon to a gallon of water a day. All right, eat plenty of vegetables and your fruits. Exercise, take a walk, do some working out. Work your bodies out, your muscles. Uh, do some stretching. Take care of yourself. All right, do some reading. Do a lot of reading. Study the Word of God. Show yourself approved before Him. Stop trying to please man. Stop pleasing God. Make God happy. So then make you happy. Then you can be mentally, physically, and spiritually strong in the Lord. Amen. Don't forget tomorrow Amen. night, seven thirty, uh, right here on YAT Radio. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time is the P31 Ladies Night. Our ladies have been focusing on mental awareness, mental illness for the month of October. Uh, that conversation will continue tomorrow night, 7.30, right here. Be on time and enjoy the conversation. Back to you, Pastor. Yeah, amen. Well, again, I want to just say thank you to those who tuned in tonight to the, the radio talk show. Uh, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come just saying thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all that's been said and all that has been done. And, Lord, we pray that some knowledge and wisdom has been have been given out tonight and that we've learned something about the origin of mankind. And, Lord, we know that you only made one kind, and that is mankind. And that's where the word, uh, Greek word comes from, the Greek word antros which mean man. And when you say anthropology, Lord, you say in the study of man and where man came from. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up today. And we thank you, Lord, for our coming in and going out. And, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you would bless us, that you bless our families, make our homes homes of love, homes of peace, and homes of prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would build us up where we are torn down, Lord, strengthen us where we lead and guide us, Lord, in the way that you would have us to go. 
look at this country and uh, Lord, we ask Lord that you know what's going, what we're going through right now. The voting right acts, the, the George Floyd, and so many other things that going on right now. Lord, that 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 the people here are voting against things that that would make everyone equal and and the love that would permeate from all over this world. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that that we know that you're no further than a whispered prayer, and all we have to do is ask you, and you'll grant that to us, Lord. Now, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would pray, that we pray to you, that you would show love and compassion and teach us that very same love that you have throughout this world. Now, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would would just look out for us, Lord, and that you would you would heal us of this COVID-19 and heal those who are sick and shedding, Lord, and those who are in the hospital, those who are on ventilator. Lord, we ask, Lord, that there are so many other variants of, of COVID coming out, whether it's Delta, whether it's South African strain of COVID-19, Lord. We ask that you will stand by us. Lord, we don't know where it came from, Lord, but we know that you you could make it go away just by speaking to it. Now, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would uh, touch us as mankind, Lord, and that we could get together and, and live as one instead of being separated by race and color because your word says you're no respect of a person. And, Lord, we pray, Lord, that as we continue with breaking change, that you would bless uh, Pastor William, Lord, and that, the things that he's going forward that will bear fruits, Lord, and that everything that he touched, Lord, that would prosper. And, Lord, we ask, Lord, that more people would tune in and listen to his ministry, Lord, and, and learn more about you. And, Lord, he loves you and just bless him, his family, bless all families all over this world. Oh, we thank you. In the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, we pray for his sake. Amen. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing you could do about it. Good night. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Be blessed. We'll see you tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Good night, everybody. Be blessed. People, I love you. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make through it out. No matter what the cost. We're a family. Yeah, you and me, hey. We'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves. Oh, 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 oh. People, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being yeah. shot and hearted. Why you hating me? Oh. I'm just trying to be. Yeah. I'm just trying to be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. Living happily. But you hurting me. Yeah. But you hurting me. Why not work for peace? Why not work for peace? Lying from Zion.
But we need to learn to love each other Humanity Have our peaceful word to say Have a peaceful place For kids to run Yeah, you and me hey. We'll make do it all No matter what the call We're family Yeah, you and me I love you, my people. I love you, my people. I love you, my people. I feel you, my people. I feel you, my Thank you for taking a listen this evening. You've been listening to History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp right here on Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Heard every Tuesday right here at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. YAT Radio logs on to leave a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence, teaching you about who you are and whose you are. It's History Talk with Dr. LaVert Kemp every Tuesday on YAT Radio, where we are breaking chains. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where Dr. LaVert Kemp is the dean. God bless you, and good night. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.